the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, I I tell you that uh, sometimes uh, we sit back and we think about uh, what prompts us to be the person that we are today and and that started off from from birth and um not just birth but it started off with the educators that we have in our lives and it started out with the teachers that teaches us on how to be the best person that we can be and um i can remember noah noah that um coming up growing up that uh I had plenty of people that told me that I could not do this or do that. And that uh, since I was born into the situation that I was in, Noah, that uh, uh, it was poverty. I'm talking about really, really poverty. Uh, they, I was told that you're not going to amount to nothing. <laughs> and uh, amount to nothing in the South means that you were just born and you are just living and uh, that's what it's going to be. Uh, but uh, I believe that we have great teachers. We have great educators that come in our lives uh, that uh, see something in us that no one else might see. Not even my parents many times because Every parent, I believe, think that that's my baby. That's the most beautiful baby on record. That that baby is so pretty. And, and uh, this is a joker. Uh, listening order, this is a joke. Like, hey, that's the most beautiful baby you ever seen in your life. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but long and short of the story is. We had educators and the teachers, and I'm not even going to tell that joke. Uh, we had educators and teachers that see things in us that uh, we might not see in ourselves. And, Noah, I don't know if that ever happened to you, uh, but um, that that's what was uh, instilled in me when I was, or was coming up that I couldn't do anything. And I had teachers that said, hey, you're special. You got purpose, and you need to focus on that purpose. Don't worry about um what anybody say? No, I didn't necessarily have the same experience as you, James, but I did have a English teacher in high school. And I have to tell you, they were so tremendous at unlocking the creative potential that I use even to this day, whether it's journaling or even writing for you know, journalism in the, you know, media field that I'm in or in some of the other creative projects that I have done. And they really unlocked that that was deep inside me. And they did it in such a way where I didn't know, not necessarily that it existed, but how to get it out and how to use that in my life. And, you know, so I'll never forget that particular teacher that I had in high school. It was an AP English class. And it it was great to be able to experience that. Well, you know, and just like my great, great uh, uh, co-host here, Michelle Coley, uh, and, uh, you know, I tell you, she's a wonderful person. I believe that, uh, and she won't say this, but uh, she grew up in Catholic school, and uh, 
I don't think she went to a school with a boy until she graduated uh, from high school. Now, I could be wrong, maybe a little bit, but uh, I'm not wrong by that much. And uh, it's a different world. Uh, and I tell you, she learned things from her upbringing and the schools, the Catholic schools that she was in. And, and it kind of educate me. This is my bride. This is my my wife. I love her. And uh, just taught me so much from a different perspective. And that making the sense. And she writing things down, Noah, right right now, uh, telling me to shut up. But I got to tell the truth. No, you and I talked about that earlier today. So, you know, I got to be be honest. There is so, a very uh, big correlation between the, you and the way you and I look at life and how we how we project ourselves. We have to be 100% authentic and we don't know how to, to I guess, fake it until you make it. I, I don't know how to do that, you see. I, I, I don't know how to do that either. And you know what? Uh, she don't know how to do it either because my wife is so honest. Uh, she just uh, such a wonderful person. Just like the guest that we got on the show tonight, I can just feel it when, whenever she uh, call in or whatever. Uh, but uh uh, uh, we're going to get to Cammy in a minute, but uh, I, I need to introduce this great co-host. I mean, how you doing, Michelle? Cooley? I'm doing good. Doing good. It's it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a, actually, it's a great day, and we're going to have a great conversation with our special guest today. Uh, okay, so I, I see you avoided uh, the Catholic uh, uh, thing and uh, a great upbringing, which teaches us and instilling us that we can be the best that we can be. And uh, I tell you, I have learned so much from you, Michelle. And uh, Noel and I, we talked about what this thing called character. And you are all about character. I mean, you won't let me do anything wrong. If I try to veer off course in any type of way at all, uh, you correct me. Can, can you say a little bit about that? Because it's true. No, I just think that, you know, integrity is important and everyone must do the right thing. And, you know, we have our teachers and educators out there who are doing the right thing with their students. And just so excited to hear about um, a day in the life of an educator and teacher for today's show. And you know what, uh, Noah, I I can't wait to get to this guest. And uh, I just want our listeners to know if you want to be part of this great conversation, you want to be part of this great conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Michelle, let's get to this great guest because I am so inspired by her. And um, she's been on the show a couple of times. She even won our legacy contest a while back. And uh, uh, it's ever since that story, uh, I've just been intrigued. So I'm looking forward to learning a whole lot more about this young lady tonight. So, Michelle, can you please tell our listening audience what's the title of the show tonight? And tell our listeners what the purpose of the show. The title of the show is A Day in the Life of an Educator and Teacher. And the purpose of the show is getting to know the background of Cammie Qualls, who is an educator and teacher, discuss her experience um, in special education and the challenges and rewards of being an educator and a teacher. So, Cammie Qualls. Cammie Qualls grew up here in San Diego, California. She's a single mom of two awesome kids. Her 14-year-old son, Noah, has a rare chromosome disorder that has led her on an adventure in special needs parenting. And her 10-year-old daughter, Annabelle, adds much-needed imagination and sass to their family. Cammie's also a teacher with credentials in both general education and special education. She currently teaches 7th grade math and science is a small urban charter school in National City. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, welcomes Cami Qualls. Cami, how are you doing? Great. Thank you for having me tonight. We are so looking forward to um, discussing with you um, your profession, uh, the experiences and the rewards and challenges. And um, we're just thankful and we just really appreciate you taking time to be a guest on the show today. Cammy, it's an absolute pleasure uh, having you on the show. And, uh, 
You know, you and I have talked about this uh, for quite some time, and uh, I'm the thrill uh, to have you, I guess. Uh, can, can you, first question is, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and uh, where you was born? I know you were born in San Diego, and what was it like growing up in San Diego and developing the person that you are today? Uh, well, I'm an almost San Diegan. I actually was born in New Hampshire. We moved out here when I was two. And I grew up here, went to school here, and then moved up to Washington State for about six years in my early 20s. And then back here about 11 years ago, and this is where I've stayed. Most of my family is from here, extended family and everything. I grew up with a mom who's a teacher. Uh, my grandma was also a teacher. Both my grandmas were. My dad was a police officer. Uh, just grew up in Chula Vista. Had a really great childhood. And now I'm raising my own kids here. My son Noah is 14 and he is a freshman in high school. And my daughter Annabelle actually just turned 11 and she's in fifth grade. Wow. You know what? Uh, we're going to take a station break because I don't want to be cut off in the question. Uh, and where we're going to get great answers from you. So we're going to take a station break. But we're going to come back, and we're going to continue this great di- discussion with Catman. If you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 888 It's your life. I'm James Cole. We'll be right shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Noah Dingley here, producer of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we are offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and uh, I'll tell you... uh, this uh, fantastic guest that we have here tonight, I am so excited to have on the show, and uh, and just like I was saying, Noah, uh, I, I just love to have educators on because uh, I just know in my world, in my life, um, without educators, uh, without influencers, without teachers, I don't know where I would be today, and, and you and I talk about this all the time. I, I, I truly don't know where I would be today uh, without educators and without, especially without a teacher that believe in you. 
Everybody don't believe in you, man. No, you know, you hit it right on the head. Something else that you don't know you're going to be finding out for the first time is my mom was actually a second language specialist. And so she worked very hard with kids at the elementary level and getting them to be able to get ready for testing and breaking that second language barrier. And she, she just did a tremendous job. And to be able to have somebody like Cammie on the show that, you know, that works with these kids and pays extra special attention to them and make sure that they're actually learning with the tools that they should be learning to be successful. I mean, there, there's nothing better than an educator that can really help you understand and being able to communicate with the things that are being presented to you. And, and you are absolutely right, man, because, uh, you know, educators... I believe that uh, they are the ones that uh, lead us, lead our youth, young adults, into being the leaders of tomorrow. And uh, without them, without them believing in you, without them uh, identifying uh, someone that might be off to themselves and uh, don't want to do anything but just uh, pass through and that think that they're not in important in life and has no purpose it's the teachers it's the teachers and the educators that identify and say hey you are special and with this young lady tonight I listen to the audience I tell you if you want to be part of this great conversation uh, because it took an educator uh, for me to be where I'm at today that, that is 1-888-344-1170 again that's 1-888-344-1170 Cammie uh, I tell you uh, we was talking to you about uh, growing up in San Diego and, and I know you are third generation at least I think that's what you said grandma and mom and you a teacher uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your education background and why you chose to uh, do what you're doing uh uh, from a generation perspective. Absolutely. Um, I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. My mom is a teacher. Both of my grandmothers are teachers. There was never any doubt that I wanted to be one too. I really didn't consider anything else, but I have definitely moved around within the field of education, and I think I found my sweet spot now. Um, on a quick side note, tell those teachers if you can contact them. That's really what gives us life. So I love hearing from past students or families and hearing what they have, how I've made a difference in their life. So if you have a teacher, take a moment, look her up, send her a quick message. It really means the world to us. Um, but I went to Azusa Pacific University for my undergrad, and then I continued my education at the University of Washington, Tacoma. I received dual credentials in both general and special education. I started my career in elementary special education, then I moved into the nonprofit sector, and I worked with students with severe medical needs in home and hospital settings, so I would visit them in their homes or in their hospital rooms and provide therapy and education uh, in those locations. Then I eventually made my way back into general education. I taught fifth grade for several years, and now I teach seventh grade math and science. Wow. Cammie, did your um, personal experience influence you to get your credentials in special education? Uh, I think it was kind of more the other way around. I actually chose special education after working at a daycare that had a program for toddlers with special needs. And then my minor in college was art, and I took some art therapy classes. And that's really what spurred my interest from just general education into special education. And then I had my son a few years into my teaching career. I had been teaching special education when he was born, and he was diagnosed with a rare chromosome disorder. So I've actually used so much of my knowledge as a special educator to be the best mom and advocate that I can be for him. Wow. What do you hope to contribute to the special education field? I'm no longer directly in the special education field, but I hope that what I do in terms of breaking the mold of what most people think of teaching will give my students the best possible chance at future successes. I take a lot of what I learned in special education looking at 
each student's individual needs and strengths and support and taking them from where they are and helping them to grow from that point. So now in general education, I take so many of those strategies and look at my students as individuals. We work collaboratively. We work individually. We engage in a lot of hands-on learning. We have manipulatives. We have supports. The students are learning concepts and not just procedures. And I conference with my students regularly and help them reflect on their strengths and make plans for success. And so they become more self-aware and learn to advocate for themselves. And those are skills that then they carry on into high school. And so I hope that I'm making an impact in my students' lives, but also that other teachers, uh, there's becoming a trend where teachers are really starting to look at what's best for students and not just what are we doing because that's always the way it's been done. And I'm hoping that I can be a small part in that change where teachers really start looking at the best interests of what works for their students and what works for them as teachers and not just following a set curriculum. Cammy, this is, uh, we'll, call my, we'll call me Radio Noah, since I know your son's name is, is Noah. Uh, I know that you went through education. You also developed a passion for musical theater. At any particular point, you said you always knew you wanted to be a teacher. Did what you did with musical theater and your passion for that, did that ever come to you like, hey, maybe I should you know, switch fields or maybe I should dabble in both fields? Or did you know solidly that was more of just an interest and that you wanted to be a teacher exclusively? I grew up immersed in music and arts. I actually went to a performing arts elementary school. And up through about the time that my son was born, I was very involved in music and the arts. I actually worked at a musical theater part-time while going through college and student teaching and performed, but also taught children's theater classes and directed children's theater shows. So that was definitely a passion of mine. But even within the world of theater and arts, I loved the teaching capacity of that. So it was never a direct career ambition, but always something I've loved. Even up through the past few years, I have taught children's musical theater classes on the side. I was a choir director for several years, and I still sing on a worship team. So I get all of those things in other pieces of my life, but I always knew that I really wanted to be in the classroom in the trenches, seeing kids on a daily basis and doing things that I knew could make a difference for their futures. You think you'll ever go back to something like that? Possibly in spare time. It's a little difficult being a full-time teacher and a full-time single mom to two kids that still need a lot of mom time, but maybe eventually I will head back into that. For now, I sing once a week and that gets a little bit of my creative outlet out there. What methods do you use when you're trying to maintain discipline in the classroom? Because I know, especially with everything going on since the pandemic, you know, kids are a little bit on edge. And so you have to deal with it, I think, in a more uh, understanding manner. But you probably have your own methods. What type of things do you do to make sure that discipline is maintained and kids are still having fun and learning at the same time? Uh, It comes down to two things, humor and relationships. Uh, kids learn better when they feel connected, especially middle schoolers. And middle, sco- middle schoolers have humor and sarcasm and relate really well to that. So I let them get to know me as a person, not just as their teacher. And I always make time for them to tell me whatever's on their minds, not just focused on the academics. So really, really building those relationships is a huge piece. I also have teacher accounts on Instagram and TikTok. So I have students following me on those and I follow them and that's been a really fun way to stay up to date with what they are interested in and what current trends are. During distance learning, I actually became mildly TikTok famous and had some viral videos and had like 7,000 followers and my students went a little crazy for that and thought that was pretty cool that their teacher was mildly TikTok wow, famous. Wow, you were an educational influencer, huh? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh. Hey, Noah, you know, uh, uh, can, can you imagine, uh, I tell you, uh, uh, influencer, uh, education, TikTok, uh, all the different methods, 
and mechanisms that we have to do to uh, uh, make sure that uh, I believe that as long as we reach one student, I, I said we try to reach every last one of them, uh, all of our students and everything we do. But if we lock in on one or two, they could be the president of the United States. They could be the senator. They can be all of these type of things. You know, JC, it's kind of like all radio, as you, you and I have talked about it on and off the air. <laughs> I try to have authentic conversations, you know, like we're having with Cami tonight, where maybe what we're doing on the air, I want it to resonate with one person. Now, if that resonates with dozens of people, more than that, that's fantastic. But you really have to take it down to the basic level. And you know what? I know we got this break coming up. No, don't beat me up. I know we might be a little 30 seconds over, but uh, just listen to Cammie. Uh, she is one of those teachers that uh, she do things uh, not to be famous or this or that, but to uh, be part of the learning, be part. I mean, she, I think we have to put ourselves in the student uh, position in order to teach them, we have to understand where they're coming from. And this young lady right here, uh, uh, I'm just telling you, I'm just so excited. I'm going to take this station break, but I cannot wait to get back and continue this great discussion with this great teacher, this great educator, this great. And I, 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 I like to call her friend, Noah. Uh, because uh, she's doing a lot of great things. If you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four. It's your life from James Coley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true-life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, wow. Uh, talking to this young lady, it, it brings me back and... Yeah, probably like a, a hundred decades, Noah. You know, I'm an old guy. And uh, I remember having a teacher, especially when I was in uh, the ninth grade, that uh, it, it, in my book, Country Boy, City Boy, Journey it Ain't Over Yet. I mean, nobody had ever mentioned to me that I was uh, capable of doing anything. Uh, other than this teacher, one day... Uh, uh, she was asking me which high school I was going to go to, and uh, 
I said, well, I'm going to the same one that everybody else attend that, that's in my neighborhood and where I'm from. She's like, well, uh, James, uh, uh, why don't you think about going to the technical school across town, which was like eight miles away in the other high school, like a mile away. She said, uh, I have learned to understand you a little bit, and I understand that you got purpose, and I have learned to love you. No, nobody has ever told me that in life. The word love, man, I, I like froze up in panic. Uh, what you mean? She said, I have taught you for the last couple of years, and I believe that uh, you can do this and you got purpose. To have teachers that identify things in you that you don't know that you have in you uh, is a is a, a life changer, especially when you believe in them and they believe in you. And uh, you and I talked about uh, uh, you can learn to dream. We talked about uh, that, you know, on the uh, on the one of the other shows. It's gonna actually going to be airing tomorrow. We pre-recorded one of the segments for that, and you know, our friend Joe Camp did a speech all on, you know, daring to dream, and you have to be able to have those visions and and have that inspiration, and that's where the teachers come in, and the, and the teachers can push you to that next level to where you believe in yourself, and th- that's where the role of the educator and the teacher, such as Cammy, is so important. Absolutely. And I tell you, and, and if you've got great teachers out there and they see things out there, uh, in certain students, now you're not going to see that in every student. And Cammy knew exactly what I'm talking about. Everybody, uh, is, all students are, are not the same. And, uh, but we try to reach all of them just like we talked about. But it's just sometimes you have a certain students you see things in them that they don't see in them and you bring it out to them and they turn out to be a, a talk show host. They turn out to be a best-selling author. They turn out to be a, a military officer. They turn out to be whatever that might be just because the teacher believed in them and told them that she believed in them. And I tell you, uh, listen, audience, I am so inspired by this young lady right here. And if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. And I, Cammy, I, I got to ask you this, and I'm gonna combine uh, two questions into one. Uh, I know that uh, uh, charter school, you're very familiar with that, and you teach that as well. But what's the difference between, or is there a difference between? charter school and public schools and um, the level of understanding and level of education that a student might get between those two? Uh, the short version is that charter schools are still public schools. Uh, we're required to follow all the same rules as traditional public schools and we're free for all students. Charter schools are created generally because someone has a vision for a school that does something different than traditional public schools in the area. So, for example, our school was chartered as a character education school. We focus, in addition to academics, we are very whole child focused. We teach the anchor standards of integrity, respect, responsibility, care, courtesy, and civic mindedness. So that's something the man who decided that he wanted this school to exist felt like those kind of things didn't exist in regular public school at the time. And uh, we also wanted to give school choice. There's not a lot of school choice for families in the area where our school is. But in order to become a charter, you go through your district, you have to do tons of paperwork, jump through a bunch of hoops, and basically prove that you can be a self-sustaining school. Once you're chartered, you receive the same funding, but you essentially operate as your own mini school district. So that allows our director and our board of education to make decision on how the monies are allocated and how the school is run, but we're still subject to those same laws and regulations. For us, that translates into, I have a lot more autonomy in my classroom. I'm not tied to specific curriculum. I'm not tied to specific pacing or rules like that, I get to do what is best for my students under the guidelines of what my school has set. 
There are amazing charter schools out there. There are also not great charter schools out there. And charter schools do have to get rechartered every few years. And in order to maintain your charter, your school has to be performing at least as well as the public schools in your area. So we have the accountability. It's very different from a private school, um, but similar to public school, usually just with a little bit more freedom within the school because we get to set things at a school level instead of at a district level. Wow. Cammie, how do you foster positive relationships with other teachers as well as parents of your students? I'm at a really small school, which is great. There are only two classes per grade level. So as a staff, we spend a lot of time together. We weekly are in staff meetings and trainings and data discussions and things like that. And a lot of us are friends outside of school, so we spend time together just getting to know each other as people, getting together with our families. Our staff is really just a great group of people. And then parents, that's actually one of the other requirements from our school. We are required to have frequent parent contact. So one thing I do in particular is at the start of the year, within that first month of school, I personally reach out to every single family And I share positive, specific things that I see in their student. Just starting that opens the door for communication throughout the year. And it lets families know that I'm seeing the great things about their student. We all know that there are those kids that come that already have the reputation. This is the kid that talks all the time. This is the kid that doesn't sit still. This is the kid who talks back. This is whatever. And parents get so used to getting that kind of contact. And there are a lot of parents that just dread contact from the school because they assume it's going to be negative because that's what they're so used to. And so starting the year being able to say, I am so glad that your child is in my class. These are things that I see in them that I can't wait to get to know better this year. I'm excited about this. And very specific to the student really sets up a great um, communication for the year. And then I make sure that I contact every family at least once a month so that they stay in contact. A lot of those families also follow me on social media and they keep up with what we're doing. Uh, 65% of our students are English language learners and even more so with our families. So this sometimes means awkward Google translation text conversations and we all get a giggle at the weird interpretations, Uh, but they work. And then throughout the year, if a student is struggling with academics or behavior, we pull in the family and we have a family meeting and we talk it out and we make a plan. And on that same note, if students reach goals or have huge successes, we pull in families and we have that family meeting. So they know what's happening with their student. They know what's happening on campus and they know that I'm a teacher that is fully invested in their child and that they are a huge part of the team for their child for the year. Cammie, real quickly before break, and maybe we'll pick it up on the other side, but I would like to know, because I remember when I was in high school, the main focus that I struggled in was math, and I know you're a math teacher, so when you notice that a student is having challenges keeping up with where they're expected to be, what approach do you take to make sure that they don't get lost in the fray and that they can catch up and they can learn the techniques that you're trying to teach to the entire class? One of the perks of my school is that even in our middle school, our classes are only 25 students, and I have a credentialed co-teacher in there for half of my time, which really makes it great to give students small group and one-on-one support. But even in middle school, unlike probably a lot of upper-level math, my students use manipulatives and color things and hands-on, and we do a lot of conceptual learning before we even tackle the big parts of the math. So for a lot of students, that really helps. And then as we continue on learning, we do have a lot of time to pull one-on-one or to partner them up with a peer that wants to work. Um, We talk a lot about the levels of understanding, and I regularly do check-ins with kids after lessons or in the middle of lessons. And then we have a system. They know with their fingers. They show me what level understanding 
And as we release to work, I will say, if you are a level four and you feel confident teaching and you would like to do that today, please raise your hand and the students can survey that and they know other students they can go to for help. But then also, it's my responsibility ultimately to catch those kids and check for those misunderstandings. They do all their work with an answer key so they can immediately see if they're on the right track or not. And then we will pull and work one-on-one or in small groups to figure out error analysis. What is the misconception? What part of this are you not understanding? And what do we need to do to get you to that understanding? So having them reflect with assistance is really, really a huge part of taking ownership. And that leads to a lot more success and a lot more confidence as they continue on. You mentioned confidence. And I know we got we, we got to take this break, but... uh Confidence is uh, the biggest thing in learning. Confidence in, is the biggest thing in students uh, understanding that they can do this and do that. I tell you, we, we're going to take a station break. We're going to come back and we're going to continue this great discussion with this great educator and teacher, Cammie. If you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 888 It's your life. I'm James Coley. We'll be out shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we are offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County. AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And uh, Noah, I, I just got to say this, man. Uh, I think this is uh, probably our first real, real uh, interview in the last year uh, with a teacher. I, I, I know we had a couple of professors on and, and, and uh, all that, but uh, and something that, that's just different about a, a teacher at, when you're comparing it to a professor that's, that's in college. It's a, it's a different level. It's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of thinking. Plus, I believe that uh, when you have a a educator, and I, I always mention educator first, uh, with a teacher, um, it's a different perspective because they understand. Just like I mentioned earlier, they put themselves in the in the position of the student because they have to teach the student, and they have to know what's in the mind of the student. Now, professor. <laughs> uh, they are uh, that's graduate or undergraduate or whatever. Uh, that's not a a kid or a young or uh, elementary or a middle school. Uh, it's a different level. And the way Cammy is breaking it down, Noah, is it's just incredible. And I just wonder, you no, know, why we haven't had her on earlier before. 
I mean, I just, I, this is what we need to do when we are uh, talking about issue life and educating our, our youth that's going to be our future leaders of tomorrow. We need guests like this, and I believe we need to get her back on again. Later. I, I agree. Part two for sure. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. And I'll tell you what, the listener, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Two part question for you, Cami and Radio Noah here once again. What have you learned most about yourself since you've kind of started your teaching journey up until this point? If there's one thing you could hone in on, and actually then Part two of the question, as JC and I were talking about, do you have any aspirations at maybe one day becoming a a teacher of higher education? Or do you like working with the age range that you're at now because it is so different? I think the first thing that I have learned about myself is that I'm a catalyst and that I can be such a force for good by just being intentional. There are so many kids, especially in the demographic where I work that just need a champion and the simple things of being a safe space and the simple things of being an encourager and the simple things of letting these kids know that they are capable and they are valued and they are worthy that all I have so much power over that. And I also have the power to crush them and I'm going to take that one year that I have to pour myself into them and give them every opportunity. These kids that I work with, they're already coming from an equity gap in education. They're already coming from families who many of them don't have a high school education themselves, don't speak English. These parents trust me in that year to team up with them and help give them, give their kids these great opportunities. And that's a ton of power to have. And I take that with such responsibility and such love and just realizing the impact that that one year with that student has uh, really puts things in perspective for me a lot. Uh, as far as higher education, no. I Well, I didn't think I'd ever even go to middle school. I started with the little kids in special education. But um, no, I don't think I would go to higher education because when you get to higher education, whether it's community college, university, or whatnot, you have made it past that huge hurdle of graduating from public schools. And there are so many kids that don't make it past that hurdle that what I feel called to do, what I love doing is catching those kids now and hopefully being some factor in the reason that they are successful. I don't want to wait until they've already reached that success to go further. The only thing I would consider doing on the side, not in place of, is possibly doing higher level teaching for teachers, sharing my experiences and things in that way. But no, my my calling is to catch them now and to propel them so that they have the option to get to higher education later. Wow. That, that is such a wonderful answer. Uh, I got to ask you, what are you noticing now uh, that students have uh, returned in person? I know uh, the last uh, year, year and a half is COVID-related, and we only got about three minutes in the show, so you got to answer that in about a minute. Uh, but uh, what are you noticing now as it relates to educating our students now since you have them in person? I think the biggest thing that we have to remember, uh, especially with the demographic that I'm teaching, that COVID and quarantine and being stuck at home, there's a lot of trauma for these kids around that. That was tough for me as an adult in a stable situation with the adult's ability to wrap my head around what was going on. But so many of these kids were home by themselves all day long, taking care of younger siblings taking on roles that they didn't have before and missing out on such important social and emotional growth and interaction. So as they're coming back to school, there are so many things that they have to relearn or learn new. There has to be so much grace as they are refiguring out how to do this. My number one priority this year is to rebuild community 
and to rebuild those relationships, to rebuild routines and responsibility and all of these things that they missed out on in addition to that academic piece of things. But this year, I think some people think this is the year we have to frantically catch them up on everything they've been doing. But really, this is the year that we just need to nurture them back and provide those basic needs so that then over the next few years, we can really start to rebuild any academic losses. But we can't okay. forget that piece of it. Okay, so we look down to last uh, uh, 75 seconds, but uh, I do want you to respond to uh, this question. Uh, with this great interview that we had, what is one takeaway in 30 seconds or less that you want our listening audience to get from this? One takeaway. Everyone needs to be a champion. That's what these kids need more than anything. They're very, very aware of what they can't do. They're very, very aware of the difficulties. And they just need someone who is ridiculously cheering for them and finding anything good to keep spurring them on and telling that to them so that they are being constantly told their value and their worth until they believe it enough that it sticks in them. Wow, you have been such an absolutely fantastic guest. I am going to uh, invite you back on if you have time and your schedule to come back on. But uh, I just want to thank you for taking the time to come on to educate our listening audience. You are fantastic. Uh, I'm inspired. Thank you. Like thank, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'd like to uh, thank my great co-host, Michelle Cooley, for always being there. I'd like to thank my great, great producer, Noah Dingley. Most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience for always taking the time. Uh, we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue bringing this great message. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time. Same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. See you tomorrow. Same time. Same place. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.